Hello my loves, passion pod number 59. It's a good sign always with these when I get genuinely excited when the person is describing what it is they do and that was hands down what happened when I chatted to Maddock. Uh, it does sound like we are in some kind of echoey cupboard which was actually the case. Uh, amazing, amazing space in Hackney, a bathtub to boardroom. If you haven't heard of them before, check them out. They're doing awesome things for startups. And they've got a brilliant set of cupboard, which actually would be really handy for me to have access to all the time, except for the echoing. So apologies for the tin can effect. Uh, but Maddox set up Secret Adventures. It does what it says on the tin, really. Um, yeah, I think it's probably best that we just like hand it over to Maddox. Oh, and don't forget, if you're listening to this for the first time, there are loads of other passion pods online. You can subscribe to them on iTunes. Just head to iTunes, type in passion pods. Not complicated. Right, Secret Adventures. You're listening to Passion Pod 59 with Secret Adventures. Okay, we'll just go for this then, Maddox. That's cool. If you were out and about and you heard someone describing Secret Adventures, how would you like them to describe it? Um, it's about trying to find sort of magic in, in the city. It's mostly based in the city. So um, kayaking under Tower Bridge at night uh, with the bridge lit up like a jewel. Um, canoeing through the canals in Hackney to Crate Brewery. Um, Does that, that's a good sign at the end. Crate yeah, Brewery. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's the lure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fancy pizza and craft ale at the other end. Um, and the wild swims under a full moon have a real special magic. And we do those in london throughout the year so from you know whether it's august or january you know, amazing uh, i bet your swim. number's slightly different or not yeah well actually surprisingly they always sell out and people there's a certain type of person that really likes taking their clothes off in front of strangers <laughs> and going for a swim in a freezing freezing lake uh and there's a sort of special sort of camar- camaraderie that, that comes with it. So Do people do it regularly then? Do you have people coming back to do it? Yeah, 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 completely. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just really nice to meet other people who are, still have a thirst for adventure in London. And Londoners can be quite miserable and, you know, they don't talk to each other and they sort of avoid eye contact on the tube, all that stuff. And suddenly you're doing something quite exciting with a group of strangers who by the end of the evening, hopefully, you know, might even become your friends. So cool. Oh my God, I'm so up for doing one of these now. So how on earth did you get into setting it up? What's your background? Um, So I used to work for a expedition charity. Um, So I used to organise groups in uh, Borneo, India and Tanzania uh, and also uh, recruit participants from schools to participate in the expeditions. So I worked for them for about seven years, which I loved, uh, and then ended up running sports and activities for a children's charity called Kids Company, which actually is on on the brink, difficult times for them. But um, having done that, I came back from working on all these adventures and expeditions, and I came back to the shared workspace here in Hackney, and I was still in the mode of looking for adventure. And so it started by just sending an email to people in my workspace saying, who would like to cycle out of London through the canals under the M25 and the North Circular and sort of hide our bikes in some bushes and swim across to an island to wild camp round a fire and then float our stuff in bags back the next morning. Amazing! Yeah. And you got a, people picked up on that? Yeah, well, I mean, this was just to sort of, for my own 
enjoyment really initially and um, people just really responded in such a sort of excited sort of way that I realized there was an appetite for it and I enjoyed doing it really so much that what was a sort of fun thing just with some friends ended up growing and there was such a momentum behind it I sort of ended up pretty much ditching everything else and concentrating on on these weird adventures but it's great because just like hearing what your background is it's marrying exactly the two things you've had this experience of doing it for other people mm. in some shape or form and now you know getting a chance to do it with your mm. own take on yeah, it yeah exactly we also run adventures um for uh, youth organizations so we help get young people who live in the city out of the city on the adventures too so when the adults come on the adventures and they have a great time, the idea is that they're also helping to fund these adventures so that we can get young people out. Um, our last one was canoeing down the River Wye, staying in teepees, which is really, really beautiful, cooking around a fire um, and just you know, seeing some of the young people that have, have hardly left Kilburn out running around a field, cooking sort of scrambled egg over an open fire or roasting bananas with chocolate and tin. Oh, yum, I love those. Exactly, and sort of unwrapping that stuff uh, is just gives it an extra depth and uh, it means I'm sort of feel more connected to it in a sort of deeper way. So there's a variety of people participating. Yeah, different levels to it, I guess. Mm. So back at like school stage... How did you feel like you could transfer this sort of passion into the career that you went on to? Because that's quite, it's an unusual path to take. Yeah. Um, for me, at school, I wasn't really very um, career-minded. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And um, I actually dropped out of school a little bit early. Um, and uh, I trained as a chef and did all sorts of other things. Um but one of the things I did do is participate in a youth programme myself when I was a young person. And I went to Ghana in West Africa um, and participated in a three-month-long programme, working with uh, young Ghanaians, uh, local builders, uh, and other young people from a range of different backgrounds. Um, and that really was uh, changed my life in a really positive way. And so everything I've done since then has really been partly as a spin-off of that incredibly positive experience so it's something about doing something sort of worthwhile but in a totally new place with a really interesting group of people that well just had such a positive effect on me that it's really everything I've done since has been been a byproduct of that. It's amazing because it's basically it's a very traceable sort of turning point or whatever mm. that's awesome that's amazing um so challenges day-to-day -day running your business Talk me through it. What do you find is the hardest thing? How long have you guys been set up for? Uh, just from uh, January last year. So it's, you know, it started as a sort of um, New Year resolution, really. And it's all the good things come from that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I um, bought a page on the, on the social networking site uh, to promote the adventures, really just to get other people to come along. I mean, there was no sort of business plan or anything. It was just for the fun of it. And um, what I found is it started with just organising the adventures and it felt like you could do anything and everything you wanted. Um, and I need to sort of maintain that spirit because what I found is over time you get quite distracted by some of the PR stuff or by a journalist wanting to come or just by your inbox filling up quite rapidly with stuff related to the adventures. Um, but 
the job of actually concentrating on the adventures themselves and, and having the time and space to think out of the box for some new adventures uh, and making those things happen. I sort of have to sometimes tell myself not to get too distracted by by the other stuff and concentrate on that it's like the admin isn't it it gets in a way but that's really hard at this stage in, in the business because I imagine you're doing a lot of the stuff yourself you know how do you find that sort of forcing yourself to balance it yeah well overall I really like it because um, it means I have a real variety so any one time I could be canoeing through the canals in Hackney or I could be trying to figure out how to send a newsletter um, Mailchimp. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm uh, battling with Mailchimp at the moment, um, or working with someone in my workspace to design, you know, this beautiful shiny new website that we've just completed. Um, so, the best thing is that variety, um, and I feel really lucky. And any, I'd recommend it to anyone that is able to escape their day-to-day plod or they're frustrated by being told what to do at work all the time or they don't like their boss or they're just bored staring out the window eating cake. Um, oh, eating cake would be an added bonus. Eating, well, be eating cake, yeah, sometimes a bit of a distraction from... It's <laughs> um, so true. So miserable really? people eating cake in offices across across the country. Um, Bring in the biscuits. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. yeah, we know your game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it all sprang from doing something that I was excited about and then the most amazing thing really surprising thing for me initially was when I realised other people were as excited as I was and I started getting huge amounts of contact you know from lots of people literally all over the world so that's yeah I mean it's great I feel really lucky but it's so exciting for me as well having lived in London and you know I don't think London is probably me forever to hear that you can find, you know, the sort of discovery of the side of London or a city that you're finding. Um, so I've started doing a thing. If you're setting out for a day with, with Secret Ventures, what are the three things? It's like a sort of uh, Mary Poppins bag. You get to put in it a thing, um, an inspiration and a person. Um, what do you think are the key ones of those that have helped you to set this up? Um... I, oh, and you get, sorry, yeah. you also get your phone and your house keys or keys yeah. as statutory. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, like, I wouldn't include the boring things. Yeah, yeah. well, people do. Yeah, of course you wouldn't. I'd boring. hope you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. House keys, my pen knife. Oh, my, um, <laughs> come on. Um, I'm quite excited by inflatable canoes at the moment. Amazing. I saw one for the first time. Mm. They're amazing. Yeah, because you can, you can get them where you flatten them right down, put them in a backpack, and then you can sort of hop on a bike and cycle somewhere and then inflate it and then just paddle down, down a canal or a piece of water. So it's sort of instant but collapsible and small. So that would be my object. Can't say we've had one of those on here no. yet, so that's good. Yep. Ten points for originality. Person, uh, I think it would just have to be anyone that has got a sort of open mind and a sort of thirst for adventure and is prepared to, they don't mind if they get lost or if something goes wrong, they're just excited and excited to the person. Uh, an inspiration, I think I'd definitely have to give a shout out to Alistair Humphreys, who's a very inspirational sort of prom- promoter of the idea of micro adventures. So he promotes the idea of being able to find a mini adventure every 24 hours so he, one of the things he'll encourage is people to get on a train get out into the countryside and just walk up a hill and sleep on a hill um so i'd say he's a significant inspiration so i think uh, he'd come too 
Yeah, he sounds great. Mm. I need to like <laughs> swat up on him. Mm. Um, so if you were giving advice to someone that was about to wanting to set up something similar to you, what advice do you or what advice do you wish you'd been given? I think almost it almost required a crisis of what am I going to do next uh, for me to actually come up with secret adventures. So I've been working on these expeditions and I came back to the UK and I was all excited and then the excitement started to sort of droop. Uh, and it was almost like that moment where I thought, what the hell am I going to do? And I was really feeling a little bit depressed, like, you know, I can't be bothered to apply for another job where I have to jump through hoops and or whatever or brush up my CV. Because at heart, I'm not really interested in having to do that and answer these ridiculous questions. Um, and I think I was getting too old to have someone else sort of tell me what to do, really. Um, so maybe advice is redundant and maybe people just need to reach that stage where the idea of having to try and get a job somewhere else is just too awful <laughs> or they're so clear about the thing that they love and actually the thing they love doesn't fit into any of these other things so um, if your sort of career journey is difficult or you don't know what to do actually that's not necessarily a bad thing and it might work out in time <laughs> You've been listening to Passion Pod 59 with Secret Adventures. Great bit of advice from Maddox there, I think. So honest of him and really true. Um, often I think on these things like those really challenging negative bits, the bits that bring out the positive and the development, aren't they? It's such a weird one and very hard to remember when you're in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, really good. So thanks so much, Maddox. Make sure you check out Secret Adventures. They're doing some awesome stuff, as you heard. Really, really cool idea. And thanks so much for downloading this. You can subscribe to it on iTunes if you're not already subscribed. And if you fancy leaving us a review, we'd be ever so grateful. Just go onto the iTunes Passion Pod page and just leave leave your feedback good and bad like is that a dangerous thing for me to have said that probably yes uh but please do we'd love to hear it's the way we're going to learn and how we're going to develop these so uh, yeah it'd be really really great if you fancy doing that next week i've got a ball of energy she's bright and fresh in fact that's exactly how she describes her flowers weirdly uh she makes flowers um and she's full of energy and she's got some great advice about starting a business which is relatively new about seasonal flower delivery a uh, very cool twist on that really looking forward to showing that one with you um so look forward to touching base with that in a bit